0: Okay. Any any other business before we start tonight?
1: Any other business? Well, it's just a fucking rotary club meeting. Yes. Um, Yes. I think I saw some yobos parking on the lawn the other day. Let's call the cops.
0: And I tried to attack them with two rolled up copies of the Daily Telegraph. Hello there, you're listening to McCartney and Gold, which is the podcast that debates, dissects and disseminates the great works of musical pop culture. So culture. Yes, we're going to take some stories about an album that we love, we're going to mix in some opinion, we're going to sprinkle over a World Cup style knockout scenario and then stick it all in a blender, the results could be delectable or inedible. I'm David Hughes, I'm joined by my fellow referees, Brett. Hello. And Steve Sumner. Good evening to you, wherever you are. We'll start with qualifiers. We'll get down to eight-court finalists, race to the nerve-jangling semis, and then the big one, the final. The big at, one. At times, we'll be ill-informed, we could be biased, and we'll certainly be subjective. <laughs> and it is by now well-established fact that McCartney will not be harmed during the making of this podcast. <sighs> and also
2: established in last week's podcast that none of us were worried about that in the first place. So
0: yeah. True. He'll simply be required to stand in goal while we kick about a musical football. Hey... Hope. Today we cover a masterpiece that is anything but tame. Let's gouge away through fifteen late '80s alternative rock tracks. Mm. It's way better than Silver, and it does more than a little. It does a lot. It's do Lovely little. Stuff. Who's it by? This album, The Pixies. Well, that's that's up
2: for discussion Ooh. because we need to have a we need to have a conversation about the definition. by article. the Beatles?
1: No, shush oh. now?
2: We need no. to have a converse- We need to have a definite article conversation. So I'm going to be as quick as I can about this. Right. Oh, well, so I
1: tell you what, people have definitely tuned in for this grammar hour. Absolutely,
2: grammar hour. That's what you uh, need. That's what podcasts are all about. Oh. So let's be real for this as quickly
1: as we can. Oh no, so, no, take your time. We we okay. <laughs> <haven't. laughs>
2: there are some categories of bands like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where we would agree, the definite article is a given. You don't go around talking about Beatles. I like Beatles. No, it's the Beatles. Yes, agreed. True. Okay. Agreed. Then there are other bands like Oasis and Blur, where we all agree that there is no definite article. Nobody talks about the Oasis. I wouldn't say I
1: like the Blur. blur.
2: No, exactly. Then you get bands in special subset categories like The Verve, who originally yeah. had no definite article. They were just called Verve, but there was a jazz label called Verve Records. So they had to right. add the definite article wrap it to up, define wrap it up. from the record. Yeah, it's yes, all right, shush. <laughs> then you get bands like the Pink Floyd, who lost it the other way, who were the oh, Pink Floyd, lovely. and then they lost it, and then they became yeah. Pink Floyd. Then you get ones like Buzzcocks, where mm-hmm. everyone calls them, that. we're getting closer to what Pixies is about here now, where right. the, everyone calls them the Buzzcocks, yeah. but they're not. They're just Buzzcocks. And Pete Shelley used to say, the Buzzcocks don't need the definite article because Buzzcocks are the definite article, which was a great quote. Oh, lovely. Very nice. Then you get to the category that we're in now with Pixies, which is like my favourite Indigo Girls, where people call them the Indigo Girls, but really they're just called Indigo Mm. Girls. Now, Pixies are just Mm. called Pixies. There is no definite article. But I think, in fairness, they're not in the Buzzcocks category. They're in a category of bands where it doesn't matter particularly. But I, for the sake of this
1: episode, will be calling them Pixies lovely stuff i mean i feel slightly steamrolled by that that grammar avalanche but it was good i thought it'd be a lot duller than it was but it was quite interesting no it's good stuff so yeah. can i just check it doesn't matter
2: no it doesn't matter i'm just saying i'm going to be calling them pixies you can call them the pixies <laughs> okay and that's fine. all right
1: does anything about
2: okay. grammar matter? No one cares. see Dave's face. Is, I, it, it was Dave's got a face good. like, now.
1: he's like, fucking hell, I'm going to edit that, that out. Was a, that was quite a nice rant, Steve. I quite enjoyed that. <laughs> what was the it wasn't a rant.
2: wasn't a rant. Oh, it wasn't a rant, no. I wasn't ranting. Was I'm just... Quite a
1: nice... Like, I'm not saying you should that. be
2: calling them that. I'm just... I'm feeding you <laughs> information about what the options are. Here. I'm going to
1: attempt to call them pixies, but then call them the pixies in about two minutes. There
0: goes my gun. Is up against Tame. There's not a lot going on in There Goes My Gun. Well, I think there's a- The latch on to. There's a lot going on for me, but it is a minimalist song. So you're right, there there is only 10 lyrics, 10 words in the lyrics. Um, Yes. One of the reasons I like that is it's like, um, you know, there's that that famous um, story that's attributed as the the shortest story ever written, which I think is attributed to Ernest Hemingway uh, for sale baby shoes never worn okay so it's six words but it the, the reason it, it it's supposed to be great is it gives just enough info and leaves Very enough dark enough questions mm. there that it it leaves you you know assuming or implying um storylines into it and that's there goes my gun so the only the 10 words are there goes my gun look at me friend or foe you've forgotten you who I'm not counting you who but hey, hey you who there goes my gun look at me there goes my gun <laughs> friend or foe there goes my gun go on say yeah. but th- that's great yeah. so that, that's yoo-hoo. just brilliant that the minimalism yeah,
2: yeah. okay in it like well, the Hemingway, Hemingway story T- tame still wins it easily um, um, yeah. um, how can you how can you fight with got hips like cinderella must oh, be having that. a good
1: shame great that's vocal amazing the way delivers that vocal as well fall on your face in those bad shoes I so dave stuff, let's right? wrap it up what you went for just so yeah.
0: as a formality Tame. okay All on right. to the next one tame wins it la la love you wave of mutilation
1: oh i mean this is even Easy. quicker and easier wave of mutilation Wave I mean, of mutilation la yeah. la love you la la uh loves you is um apparently that's the he wanted a ringo moment so he got the drummer to sing it yeah. and you can you can tell it is like again I had listened to this from totally fresh with no knowledge of it at all and I'm like oh what's this one is that, that, can't that can't be, be anything be. in it no and it it, it, a, it suffers from it that delivery the vocals bit and a lot of people really well, like it I think mean. it's supposed to be I think yeah, it's that's sort of it, mocking that yeah, kind that. of song
2: but yeah, it's, it's one of those one trick pony jokes where it's like yeah. okay I, I get it you're mocking that I don't have a problem yeah. with it I quite enjoy yeah. it but um, wave of Mutilations. Ah, oh, oh, Wave of Mutilations, amazing. Um, and
1: so, I mean,
2: talk about dark subject matter again as well.
1: Um, you know. Super dark. There's a lot of dark what? subject matter on this album. It is only la, dark subject matter, isn't it, on this album? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah that's fair. Well, La La Love You is a light moment, isn't it, amongst yeah. the, uh, the Bible stories of rape mutilation. I don't know whether Bibles. it is,
2: though, because it's so taking the pias out of Love songs that I don't even feel like it's particularly light, and if I don't know, well, no
0: one dies in it. which you That's can't true. Say Nobody's about...
2: eyeballs are mutilated, um, which mm-hmm. makes a change. Or, or, you know, so that's good. Nobody um, gets anyway, shot. No? Uh, I think
1: th- th- the thing is, "Wave of mutilation
2: is the only song ever to mention El Nino.
1: Therefore, it wins. Oh, "Wave of so is great. So, Dave, what were you? you what are you voting for? Uh, wave of Mutilation. There we go. So, yeah, there's let's, let's, some, some easy walkovers. This is like the early part of the tournament where you get some big guns playing other ones. Right, what's next, Yuzi? Okay, we have uh, Hay up against Dead.
2: Oh, this is the first one that's causing me any issues. Yeah,
0: this is hard. This is this is actually starting to get competitive now. Yeah. So, Pay is about the uh, lighter theme of whores, which was the working title for the album. You can say all night like a choir. And uh, uh, and dead, <laughs> nothing. Get nothing from you, you're gone. Nothing from <laughs> you. <laughs> just, just absolutely nothing. Which <laughs> is about uh, dead is about a biblical theme. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, about a biblical theme. You wouldn't get away with that at A level.
0: Uh, about rape and death. Okay, better. Is and treachery. Yeah. And all those other... All those other good, those other good things. <laughs> good things you get in the Bible. Particularly yeah. in the Old Testament.
1: Yeah, particularly in
0: the album. Yeah, which is the sexier themes. of the
2: books.
1: There's some very heavy themes on this album, man. It is quite yeah. when you get past the kind of, kind of uh, alt country, psycho punk, psycho Billy, uh, alternative rock aspect of it, it. There's some deep, dark themes on it. It's kind of like maybe just listen to music for a bit. Don't read the lyrics unless you're really ready for it. Yeah, it's but it's, it's interesting, though, because he's such a. He, the thing he does with the lyrics is uh, he paints.
2: You know, we talked about it with McCartney a little bit, but this is like a much more extreme version of that, where it's like, I'm just painting colours. It's like Michael Stipe does it. It's like, you don't, there's no like coherent narrative. So there are themes, but themes in the same way that they would be if it was a painting and you go, you know, I don't know what's happening here, but that looks like some dark imagery, you know, so it's a specific way that he does it.
0: Yeah,
1: um,
2: but yeah. yes, dark images nonetheless.
0: I think, and
1: especially the way he delivers his vocals, his vocal style, which is magnificent, by the way. I'm going to get into that later, but yeah. uh, you, you kind of almost don't hear the words in the sense of uh, so clearly, or so, you don't have such a clarity of what this song is about. It's just words and sounds like, especially songs like The Bass, you really don't know what he's going on about. But getting back to these two tracks, I like both of them. Um, I they're both really good. Um, I think. Dead I really like because he's got this weird cranky unison bend on the guitar. Yeah, the f- guitar's amazing. In that. amazing. It's so off-kilter and in your face. And he's using that as kind of weird which, if you haven't thought about it, it's going to just be dreadful, but he works so well with his vocal. The drums are really primal.
0: I really like that. Um, and he introduces it by saying, I'd like to do a nursery rhyme. And then sings about... Yeah, all these things.
1: Yeah, and then hey, kind of reminds me of the guitar, and that reminds me a little bit of kind of late seventies Keith Richards in a way. It's got a kind of kind of a late, a little bit of a groove to it, hasn't it? So, I mean, I like both of them. I think they're both very good, but I just love that cranky, dirty lead guitar on "Dead," which forms the whole central point of the song. So, I'm going with that. Yeah, I think it's guitar versus vocals.
2: I think because I love the vocal on Hay so much, but I love the guitar on, on Dead so much. So, yeah. it, I just love I love the beginning because apparently he recorded um, Hay in a cupboard. I think because they couldn't the, the bleed from the drums was was too much, right. so he had to they stuck him booth. in a cupboard to do and it. And you can hear it. Uh, yeah, instead of the, vo- the vocal booth wasn't working, so he stuck him in a cupboard, and uh, you can hear that the vocals really dead as a result. And I love it. It's just like. Hey, <laughs> and I just love the way it comes in. I've been trying to meet you. Uh, it's amazing. I'm gonna go. I, oh, I think I'm gonna go dead because the guitar is so amazing. Yeah, let's go. Okay,
1: and yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going dead. Oh, no. we are utter consensus so far for such a kind of crazy dark album. We're just yeah, totally on on point. All of us smashing through it. Come on, let's at least the next one. Let's just pretend to disagree or something because this is okay. Up. It's supposed to be a competition i
2: disagree with you about the next song Brett. yeah i think yeah, your by, opinion is
1: not valid by the pixies yeah by oh they just trying to get some kind of tension going because do <laughs> too nicey nice what's yeah, up no. next dave
0: so the next one is number 13 baby against gouge away yeah, easy. so um yeah, I
1: mean, for me, it's so th- I'm going to get into my theory on this album, okay, you can either agree or disagree, but for me, it is enormous, it feels like, and this isn't being pejorative or saying this is bad, it just feels like se- almost six, seven singles followed by their B-sides. Yes. But that theory comes aground when you get to the last song on the album, which is "Gouge Away. I mean, you look at the opening five tracks, the Bass," Tame, Wave of Mutilation, I Bleed, and Here Comes Your Man. And it feels like... Mr. Greaves, Cracky James, La, Love You, Number Thirty, Baby, and There Goes My Gun are the B sides to those songs. That's a very ex- good analogy. I like that a lot. Yeah, and there's there's no, it's not it's not that they're bad. They're just more experimental and more obtuse yeah. and difficult. Whereas the first are just absolute cracking singles. But you and I, right up to then, you get to gouge where it's like, oh, it's a great song. I love it. Um, it's great. The vocal. Well, it's a big cloak big closer, isn't it's it? It's a great closer. So they they pull out the last single there. So uh, anyway. Not to spoil it, but it's obvious I'm going for Couch Away. Dave, yeah. what, are gonna, what are you thinking?
0: Uh, uh, yeah, well, it might it might sound like that, but they, they that's not how they uh, recorded the album or even planned it. So he did a lot in pre-production, a lot in planning. And I, I think it's more um, lots of ideas uh, and, and trying to keep it minimalist. Um, and, and this is the result. But um, they, they were just... They, they weren't a singles band they weren't planning singles and that we'll get to this, um,
1: yeah. yeah we'll get to that but this they are they but they released a massive three of these like this album for me is for my memory of it is the singles and going to loads of sweaty indie discos in in the 90s and 2000s and you would you if you were lucky you'd hear here comes your man or wave emulation or debase or something like that or monkey's gone to heaven you would hear those songs they were they were big singles on the alternative rock scene if not pop singles in the in the mainstream there were some real singles there some real contenders for standout tracks
0: there were there were three that were released as uh no there were only two that were released as singles yeah and i i think even then um here comes your man they weren't going to release as a yeah. single in fact well, they he only he just made the album one. yeah yeah ironically uh being as it's the most commercial but that's that's the whole point i think it, it almost got left off the album for being too commercial because they weren't about commercial singles
2: well i think with it's with we're debating the word single then because i think what mm, they're yeah. saying is that actually that they weren't a singles band because there really weren't many actual singles released off it. Whereas you, you're talking about singles in terms of well known songs that sort yeah, of Absolutely. Like dance absolutely.
1: And that's just a decision of the record label or whatever, or the time, of the commercial pr- prospects. But the songs that have remained and have sustained over time, there's a good number of singles on this that even now you probably go to some kind of all rock disco and you could hear some of these songs. Yeah. Well known yeah. tracks. They're not, yeah, let's be clear, they're not no, they're singles. Not- I'm not saying that. I'm saying that 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 is the point of that's my theory of this album that they feel like five singles. What could have been singles? I'm not they don't care if they were released yeah. or not. Metaphorical a- Figurative a-, a Songs that are so strong and so in, emblematic yeah. for that band or that time or that genre of music that they they kind of they sustain.
2: Well, I really agree with it. I think that's absolutely right. It's, it's a,
1: you know, it does feel like a different album in the middle. Totally. Like if you, you remember, we we listen to this track by track, but like if you got this on vinyl when it would have been released it's an A side and then the B side doesn't it? you really just flip it over it'd be interesting to see how many people would have just listened to the A side again and then maybe listened to the B side yeah anyway
0: gouge away gouge away yeah gotta be uh, next I Bleed against Here Comes Your Man
2: We should talk about Kim Deal. I think she's really important because you know her vocal is so uh, a part of that mix, yeah. and, the, and they've, yeah, they've replaced great. her now with a with a woman of a similar age, so she can do those vocals. And I think she's. Um, I mean, I always took it for granted the, when the her band the, the Breeders were knocking about in the '90s that she was sort of you know because she had that really interesting bass sound. She even, couldn't even play the thing. when she you
0: know? <laughs> So no, she... no that's true so she was a guitarist um, so she answered an advert yeah. uh, that they put in a local paper saying seeking a guitarist who's into Husker Do and Peter Paul and Mary and nice Thiel, that's, that's a mix Kim Deal was the only person that responded and understandably because nobody's going to be into those that combination of people uh, yeah. uh, and she was a guitarist not a bassist and she didn't bring a bass along to the audition But she Which fair them. enough cause she's, did they not advertise for a, ba- a guitarist so she got the job anyway, like uh, it. because there were no other. Um, but I, th- so her bass playing um, is is brilliant, I think, for for being yeah. uh, like it is, which is you know distinctive. Maybe yeah. because of that, uh, maybe just I really. Because, it. It's
1: it's kind of like Peter Hook, isn't it? It's got a very distinct present yeah. sound.
2: And it's it's something that, that often happens with someone who, I have to be very careful how I say this because it, it sounds like I'm being critical, I'm not at all, but sometimes someone who who isn't a virtuoso on an instrument to the point where it, they almost can't play it, or they're or they're playing beyond their own ability, ends up having a more distinctive sound than someone who's been sort of professionally trained. Because they sort of play, they play in a particular way, and they pick up sort of kooks and quirks of the of, of you know of their own. She's, got and I think very, she's one of those
1: very distinct bass style. You can, you, she's so she's really good. You know she's good because you could hear two notes of her playing the bass guitar. That's Kim Deal, yes. which is very hard to do on an instrument like the bass. Most of it's kind of buried in the mix. I think I a feeling she probably plays quite a lot of a pick because it's a lot of, yeah. kind of eighth notes bass, and it's it's got, she's got a really nice sound. She probably plays it quite close to the to the bridge to get that kind of choppy trebly sound did you ever listen to any of the, the breeders stuff i mean well, i it was she only played rhythm guitar didn't she in the breeders i think she didn't play did the she? Bass. yeah she didn't play she oh, played rhythm okay. and lead guitar in, in the breeders so i she mean i
2: didn't scored. i didn't know them well i just obviously cannonball was oh. was on heavy rotation on cannonball. MTV in the sort of in the 90s mm, but what you
1: yeah cannibals an amazing
2: but that was bass led I mean,
1: he really recorded the bass on that but i don't i don't think she was the bassist in the Breeders. she was the rhythm guitarist okay. she formed that um identical
2: with, twin wasn't it
1: well she initially it was tanya donnelly and then her twin oh breed. okay and then i think she's now in the breeders again after leaving the pixies uh, pixies sorry i should say <laughs> oh my Uh, god so she has a very distinct bass sound, but she also has a very distinct vocal sound it's kind of slightly it's great it's kind of spookily detached isn't it her delivery of vocals yeah um sometimes
2: vocals she's not she's not a singer and that means that she's doing interesting things
1: yeah and sometimes i think um um frank goes higher than her it, so she's actually singing a lower harmony to him which is kind of unusual for the female male combo because obviously yeah. female range is usually higher than the male so for him to go higher makes another weird kind of slightly um, blend. unusual blend yeah Yeah.
0: Right. so, so Bleed we're talking about uh, particularly her, so her bass playing at yeah, the beginning Bleed's there the bass well, riff yeah. at the beginning is, is really uh, to the fore
2: um, Here Comes Your Man oh, Here Comes Your Man
1: cracker but I mean
2: yeah so so I mean we, it's the most commercial thing there he, he didn't he wrote it when he was like 13 or something he didn't like it he didn't 40, want it on 15. the
1: album sure well let's what would we vote I'm voting for Here Comes Your Man
0: yeah same with yeah, okay, well, yeah. So
2: but I well, just just wanted to think about this for a second because I mean you know it was it isn't really representative of the sound of the rest of the album. Um, I think he was you know absolutely strong-armed into putting it on there. And if we're going to talk about it, we've got to talk about the video. Have you seen the video? I haven't seen the video. I, okay, either. so the video is notable because he was so anti it. He refuses to mine and basically right. just gapes his mouth open and goes ah. Oh, oh, with his mouth as wide open as it can possibly be for the whole video in a kind of fuck you I hate this song I am not miming fuck off record company it's amazing yeah Um, and just makes me love it all the more that he hated it so much
1: and still so, yeah. one of the biggest songs if you look oh, at yeah. the streams on Spotify it's still got one I think second the love second. it no
2: okay. I'm totally voting for that it's brilliant
0: <laughs> okay but hats so- off to the other one All right, so we've got uh, Silver up against Mr. Greaves. Well, these are interesting. Both these going against one another. There's kind of a country
1: feel about both of them. If you dissect them on a musical basis, obviously Silver's got this incredible slide guitar, and spooky kind of harmonies and vocals. But then uh, Mr. Greaves has got quite a kind of upbeat country drum beat. It's got that boom, 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 boom which is very country. They're kind of like old country trash or something. I mean, this is way ahead of the game to be doing this in 1989. Yeah. This is such an influential album. Um, but I just love that spooky slide and the vocal on silver. So I'm going with that. Yeah. That's going to win me, gold. Me too. Me too. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> this
0: is the first time we disagree. <laughs> oh, look at this crestfallen oh, face. Look at his little face. Oh. Listeners. Oh, if only case. you can
1: see his lovely shiny face looking so sad. I
0: almost want to vote for that one but nah I'm enjoying it. What what's the problem, Dave? Um well we've been at least like I don't know, six or seven minutes without death. And uh Mr Greaves, there you go, more death. Alright, next up is Monkey Gone to Heaven and Crackety Jones. This is the last qualifier, by the way, people who... Are, if you're still listening
1: through the massive days this this album, this is the last qualifier. We're going to get to the good stuff soon. So, Monkey's Gone to Heaven, that wins.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, monkey Gone to Heaven's going through. <laughs> Skip the end.
0: Alright, first final is Tame against Wave of Mutilation. Oh. Uh, Hips Like Cinderella is such a great vocal oh. he's got. So, Frank...
1: Uh, Black has just got an incredible range, not only literally of notes he sings but styles he sings in voices yeah. he can use and for an album that is just full of so many uh gory frightening psychedelic psychopathic image images, he has got the vocal style to pull it off to tell those stories and to yeah. be emotionally resonant and and for you to believe them um so Oh, I love both of them, but I'm going to go for Wave of Mutilation purely um, because uh, I'm going to find my way to Mariana. I mean, I have to vote for that because my wife's called Mariana. So although that's a cheesy reason, it's a good enough reason for me. So I'm voting for Wave of Mutilation.
0: Like it. There's a tame, um the guitarist, so Joey Santiago, uses the that dissonant chord that Hendrix uses on Purple Haze, which I really you, like.
2: Yeah well uh, that's interesting you bring him up though because i think again we've not really talked about his contribution but i actually my favorite thing on wave of mutilation is like a solo and i use that word in very heavy inverted commas uh about 30 seconds from the end where he just he just rips this one completely out of tune note for about 10 seconds and it's awful and yet the best thing on the track i love it um so yeah he really brings something and again i think he brings something like kim deal does in that and again very careful how i frame this he he, he's not a guitarist guitarist he's not like a virtuoso i've practiced a lot guitarist he's he's playing just at the edge of his ability and as a result he ends up with a really distinctive sort of um sound uh and so yeah i really like what he does i think i'm going to go tame though i love the I uh, just love the vocal on that and the, the lyrics. They're, they're probably my favourite lyrics on the album apart from Debaser.
0: So. Dave, so it's, it comes down to you. Yeah, uh, it's really great, isn't it? Tame. Um, yeah. It's just three chords, but when I say he uses that dissonant chord that Hendrix used, that's all he uses. He mm. just plays one chord, uh, Joey Santiago, throughout Tame. Um, Kevin Kirkbain was heavily influenced by uh, this album generally and this Tame, this song in particular. Yeah, this is such a
2: quite loud album.
1: thing. You isn't can it? hear from right now. You can hear this influence the entire next decade. It is extraordinarily influential. This album.
0: Uh, I don't know who it was who said about uh, Kurt Cobain. He tried to copy the Pixies and tried to copy this. Sort of quite loud. It was, thing. It was
1: Kurt Cobain. who said it. Yeah, and he,
0: did,
2: he, he actually said, "I'm really worried." Especially with it was particularly smelled like Teen Spirit. He said, "People are going to crucify us."
1: Dave, what are you
0: voting for? Stop sort of procrastinating, because you know, I haven't really ordered a pizza. I do need to cook my dinner. <laughs> um, uh, well, I'm I'm voting for tame. Uh, <laughs> but, so wave of mutilation was, a, was about death. <laughs> it was about murder suicides. <laughs> yes, it is. It's quite despite a big matter. Yeah, it's, despite that, I'm voting for tame. <laughs> Despite that, yeah. okay, right, so
2: you, you're not making a straight argument here yet.
0: Okay. So uh, Japanese businessmen <clears> forcing <throat> business, uh, facing business failure, wave yeah. Of mutilation, yeah, murder, suicides yeah.
1: And just, just uh, to give a wave of goodbye to wave of mutilation, there was a slow version that was very popular that was a UK B side that became very popular, kind of uh, a very popular version of that. Oh, nice, yeah, which is worth checking out. Slower version, so I do like the it, um. Still uh, under three minutes,
2: though. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the sarcasm of Tame. It's got that because I know you know it's, it was about. I think it was about like sort of you know shallow dancing girls in in Boston. You know, like girls on the dance floor type thing. And he's 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 just absolutely ripping into how awful they are. And you you know like, oh, that's great. You know, falling over in your bad shoes. and like, That's that oh, I love it. Tame it is.
0: Right. What's it's next? Ross- through. All right. So Tame Wave of mutilation. uh Tame goes through. Two to one. Lovely. That's our, is
1: that our first moment of dissension, or have we had something
0: before, or maybe? Oh, uh, not... We had Mr. Greaves. So I, I. Yeah. I wanted Mr. Greaves. Okay. Next quarterfinal is Dead against Debaser, making its debut oh. in this competition. Oh,
1: oh, Debaser. Yep. Um, so, should we hear a bit of Debaser, Dave? Because we haven't heard it before.
0: We have um, mutilation up against uh, biblical death,
1: but not wave of mutilation. Not, not, not wave of mutilation. Right. Of mutilation. Just
0: no. We just... have we we have uh, just casual slicing of eyeballs. Yes, up casual eyeball slicing. Let's
1: talk That's about crazy. a little bit about a little bit about Um yeah. It was basically was it based upon a 1929 surrealist film by Louis Brunel or something? Yeah. Um, called a film called Un Chien Andalou. Am I pronouncing yeah. that right, Dave? Uh, yeah it,
0: it was using yes, parts of that so it's using uh obviously that title appears in the song and the kind of surrealist imagery imagery appears in it um as well
2: yeah but not the film and the slicing of the eyeballs and everything yeah. else
1: yeah so, so it opens up the album um and i love it i'm voting for the basser. although i really do like dead and the the kind of fusion of mad guitar and gutteral drums, but easily easy vote for me. Debaser. I'll let you two fight out.
2: I don't think there's going to be a lot of fighting. I mean, Dead, again, Dead is great.
1: I'm kind of sad
2: those two up against each other. I kind yeah. of hoped that Debaser would be up against something much lesser, so we wouldn't feel bad about it. Because Dead is, it has that that lovely um, guitar figure in it. It's really good. Oh, but yeah, Debaser De is, is going to be hard to. You know, you get you get situations where an album is overshadowed by a massive hit, but that massive. Or, or like a very, very well-known popular song that overshadows that album. And, the, the, but the track isn't necessarily worthy and it can become irksome in, you know, listening back to it, that, you know, people only know, oh, they only want to hear Brown Eyed Girl, but the whole of is yeah. yeah, great, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and, but this is not one of those times. Uh, this is one of those times where, and I'm not saying it, it, there aren't other songs that, that massively shine and are very popular. Oh, There's I mean, about seven
0: though, of them yes it's about I'd seven did...
1: i would say most of them are front loaded actually dave it's a good theory i like it
0: would you say that yeah singles i wouldn't no, say they please, were singles i say they would it. It sound lighting.
1: like yeah sound like singles yeah. yeah that's perfectly valid argument isn't it or yes. even just a perfectly valid statement why would anyone have a problem with that i can't imagine no Alright, no. good i'll oh, clear that up again then good
2: i say it again um we <laughs> will come back to it yeah, I do think debaser does slightly overshadow everything else, though, in <laughs> terms of its popularity and its fame and its general heavy rotation. Do you, rotation think, so? do you think it's stuff?
1: yeah more than here comes your man or monkey gone to heaven? What what? Yeah. What? Hey Dave, if you were an indie disco in 1997, which one of these three songs would get you off your happy ass? Would it be debaser, here comes your man, or monkey gone to heaven? All of which I've I've, I've struck my stuff to.
0: Um, yeah, no, all three. I think, yeah. uh, and, yeah. and there's probably yeah. uh, a couple of others on that. Uh, yeah, Maybe i have misrepresented
2: well. that then, fair enough.
0: No, uh, it's interesting you say that, because
1: that to me would be the outside of Debaso, but I would say Here Comes Your Man, A Monkey Gone to Heaven, are really,
0: really famous. But I don't know, that's that's my experience. That's, I would say is probably slightly more well-known, and, and also... Right. But... Um, But I think all, I don't think there's much in it. I think all all three are among, well, I think all three are probably the top three most well known Pixies songs. I think they're. Mm, Where is
2: my mind? I would say definitely. That is, in
0: Uh, fact, if I was going to play, what is the most
1: popular song on Spotify of of the Pixies? uh, Sorry, Pixies. The Pixies is another band. Uh, But Pixies, it is Where Is My Mind? That is. Yeah, that's probably the top one. But the other other four are from this album yeah 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 completely but I totally agree with you that you know you could get a point where one song kind of unbalances the rest of the album and I know Debasis so well when we were going to do this podcast and because it was track one it was very easy to do so I just didn't play it for a long time I just started at track two yeah of course I didn't want that imbalance I wanted to hear the rest of it without listening yeah. to that one because I know it so well this song I've it a million times but I'm voting for it anyway what was your vote for? For Debaser?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, mine too. Absolutely Debaser. 3-0 yeah. again. Okay, next quarter final, Dave.
0: Next quarter final is Gouge Away against Here Comes Your Man. Mm. It's just got interesting. Yeah, it's going to get harder now.
1: Um, which you shouldn't say half an hour into a podcast. It's just got
0: interesting. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh yeah okay that's not uh sorry, i edit that out that's fine yeah.
0: um yeah. we don't uh, yeah no, no edit rule
2: no edit. <laughs> yeah we don't uh, so, we don't edit anything out at all that's true Farts and all we'll leave them in
0: so here comes your man uh which is one of the as you, I think you said steve's one of the earliest um songs that he wrote and was included on yes, the 14 i think uh, on the purple tape, which was the demo for Surfer Rosa, uh, and it sounds quite uh, sort of REM early. It sounds REM. nothing like. Let's be Let's
2: be clear. It sounds nothing like anything else on the album.
0: Very commercial. It's not that quite loud thing, is no. it? It's it's very. It's um, very no tuneful. Sort of... Very poppy. It's yeah, quite quite poppy. like.
1: It, it's just a bit like REM. You're right. It could be an REM song almost, or it's got that kind of. The...
0: The, yeah the, the, the sort of earlier period just before they went rem went stratospheric yeah
1: yeah kind of yeah. um opens of with that
0: note. that open d which evokes hard days night
1: yeah
0: yeah it does it does okay
1: it's got a very kind of 60s filter the lead guitar on this is brilliant it is really brilliant i love it it's so chirpy apparently the story is that um Gil norton really insisted on having this in the album frank black really didn't want it so they recorded the backing track when frank Black went out to get us I don't know, a pack of cigarettes or something the rest of the band were made to record the backing track and then like, oh, we've done it do you want to record the vocals now just because you know gil norton obviously quite rightly knew it was going to be a big big part of their career it's a and fun it, so one
0: it predates surfer uh, rosa but it got left off so it was kicking around as one of the yeah. options for several got amazing. left off amazing And then only just made it onto this album. Just because the producer finagled it on, basically, snuck his way in with that. The band were worried it was dangerously melodic. Well, they got absolute
1: pelters for it because this is back... Can you imagine a time back in these halcyon days of the 80s and 90s where there was this concept called selling out? And they were accused of this terrible crime of selling out by recording and releasing this song. A lot of people went, ah, you can't be alt rock. If you're doing here comes your man, it's a way too commercial. Mm. It's a battle that guitar music really fought for probably about at least 15 years. And then the argument was lost uh, when Britpop erupted, but it went on for a long time. Um, and they got pelters for this for here comes your man. Um, and Gouge Away is kind of like if you were giving them pelters for Here Comes Your Man then you would have loved Gouge Away because it's the total antithesis of Here Comes Your Man isn't it?
2: It's funny how coherent the album is in some ways because something like nothing sounds like Silver sounds completely different to everything else nothing sounds like Here Comes Your Man you know it doesn't sound like anything else and that happens a few times and you know and and you get little influences like coming like one, you know I can't remember which track it is that starts with
1: reggae at the beginning and this sort of thing Yeah, And, and yet somehow it completely hangs together yeah. as a, as a, as a oh, piece of work. That's really interesting. You said that because I, you can even listen to a single song and every, every instrument just sounds totally separate from the other instrument and they're mixed in a way that is really weird. And they, but they all cohere. There's mm. so many elements to this that just sounds separate, but it all comes together. It's just some kind of fusion. It's some kind of magical fusion they managed to achieve. Yeah. Which isn't just magic, it's because they're a great band, but it just appears as if it is.
0: And Gouge Away does a great job of pulling oh, together the whole album yeah. at the end, not only yeah, in really sound. But it's in a great the, closer. Yeah, in, in the, it is. In oh, the content as well.
1: This is oh, why it's oh. getting interesting, because early you'd think Here Comes Your man's going to win this,
0: but Gouge Away is pretty cool, isn't it? What it's are you very, going with, Dave? Cool. Give me so your g- g- answer, Dave. Gouge Away, Samson defeated, his hair cut off. Chain to the pillars, his eyes gouged out. Mm-hmm. Asks God for the strength one more time to bring the pillars in and then yeah. cause the building to collapse and kill everyone inside. So what you're saying is there's death in it, so you're voting for it? It, it brings together all the death and sex in the album. Brings it all together and gouge away at the end. Uh, whereas uh, Here Comes Your Man uh, has death in it as well. Oh, Easy. so you, ch- ch- listener again. Mm-hmm. His little
1: face is full of a lovely little smile here. He's cheerful yeah. as he's ever been. He? he is
0: the most animated
1: uh, it really when death is. is being mentioned. I mean, I know you can't <laughs> see this, and thank God you can't. Because
0: it would turn your stomach. Yeah, upsetting. <laughs> right, right at the end, so the narrator goes on a journey. Right at the end, big shape to the land that's falling down. A big, big stone fall and break my crown. Good. So what are you voting for, Dan? Yeah, come on, stop procrastinating. I'm going, here comes your man.
1: I'm gonna go gouge away, Steve. Over to you. Oh shit, box.
2: I've got to go here. Here comes your man. I think. Fair enough. It's. uh, I just try to make it interesting. Yeah, it's quite special. Um, (laughs) Right, good. There you
1: go. Oh, okay. So that's through to the semis.
0: (laughs) And next quarter is silver against Monkey Gone to Heaven.
1: Oh, uh, as much as I love Silver, and I do, and it's got some spooky, crazy vocals and slide guitars, you know, I mean, Monkey Gone to Heaven, my God, you're talking about a vocal, you're talking about a vocal performance, you're talking about a way you can just raise a vocal performance just to become a complete hook. I think he only does the bit once in the song, doesn't he? If God is seven, if God is, that's a, yeah, it just as it towards talk the about, end, she yeah. just explains. he's he's singing, and the devil is six, it's like a real country star. And he goes, and then God is seven, it's just yep. incredible gear change. you like, how can one person sing that and be able to do that as well? How can they be, I don't know, um, George Jones and then uh, Iggy Pop meets Ozzy Osbourne in the same second? It's extraordinary, it's an amazing moment. So I've got to vote for Monkey Gone to Heaven.
2: And it's one of those lovely moments where, you know, you have that sense of, I believe you. It's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Gosh. It probably makes no sense at all. You're it's just totally playing with compelling. words. But God, I believe you because the commitment oh, is, is, yeah. Commitment is unbelievable. Yeah.
1: I'm going. And, Gone and to if, if as well. you were in that sweaty disco in uh, the mid nineties with me, then everyone, that was the moment everyone was waiting for. It was the compelling moment of that song. That's why I got played. Dave, what are you going for?
0: I'm going monkey gone to heaven. Just a three Good. Nil. Right, that gets through. Nice. Okay. And final quarterfinal? No, we're into the semi finals. Final. What's left, David? First semi final is Tame up against DeBaser. Oh,
1: okay. Um, no, b- DeBaser's th- going through. I'm, for
0: yeah, no, I'm, I'm no voting for DeBaser. Yeah,
1: I'm voting for DeBaser. I mean, it's like Cinderella Hip, Maybe hips like Cinderella, but nothing like DeBaser no those hips are still a swinging. what he what it i mean it's got to be the base it's just an extraordinary song yeah T- tame would take down most of this album for me but it can't take down the bass. D- d- the bass is just a moment of pure joy yeah and even though the subject matter is unsurprisingly quite dark yeah and dave that's... do you want to do you want to in- illustrate that or have you have you uh, exhausted yourself with tales of depravity and violence I'll save it, shall I? <laughs> 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 so, well, I'm going debaser because I absolutely love debaser. Um, what are you going with, Dave?
0: I'm going to debaser as well. Wow, well, three nil! Or, oh, the, the the, I love the slicing up eyeballs. I want you to know, girl is so groovy. I want you to know that it's just that the way he he uh-huh. phrases that oh. is is oh, uh,
1: the vocal phrasing is amazing on debaser. It's absolutely. I was listening so. I didn't listen to this, this song for ages and listened to the rest of the album, and then I listened to it again, the bass, and the, the rhythm of that vocal, if nothing else, the rhythm of it just swings. It's almost like hip-hop in some way. He comes in on the second half beat. So you're waiting for it. First beat doesn't come in. It doesn't come in on the second beat. It comes on the second half beat. It's that sense of the upbeat. You know what they call the upbeat? It's the half beat. And it's that lurching feeling. It's like a little mini rollercoaster. You're waiting. Oh, oh! And there it comes. And it's an amazing. And he just, he's just he's absolutely on that vocal rhythm and that take. It's just extraordinary. Um, so yeah, the basser goes straight through, doesn't it? What's the other semi? And the last semi-final is here. Last... Comes your man against yeah. Monkey Gone to Heaven. Oh, this is a big. This is quite a. This is quite a semi. This is this. Is,
2: um I'm I'm uh not voting for the monkey. Um there's there's uh, even though I love all the, the <laughs> God of Seven stuff, uh there's a there's a sort of sound to it that um it's got that slightly Smithy, slightly eighties, slightly depressing sonic thing going on that, yeah. that makes it not my favourite kind of sound. And, and I whilst I Batman do like Michael. it, yeah. Um yeah, it's it's easily
0: um here comes your own for me so, so I, I, i'm voting for the monkey who i, I definitely yeah. who, who is the monkey i mean you see and this is the going back to that thing he, he gives just enough information but it leaves you asking who is the monkey but presumably it's representative of man has the monkey died he doesn't why is the monkey going to heaven he hasn't specifically well, said that it's generally it, it's, going it's, to
2: heaven comes after death so well, i don't think that's too much of a stretch
0: well, I'd, is it though? It, has the monkey died and he's going to heaven? Or is it symbolic that man's... Just usurped, going for a day trip. ...usurped God? If man is five, then devil's six, then God is seven. He's talking about um, 10 million pound, uh, pounds of sludge um, killing Neptune, the black hole in the sky that sucks out God, and what's left is the monkey. Who's representative it's an of
2: ecological man. disaster song. That's as far as I'm prepared to go with analysing these
0: lyrics. Oh, but, the well, film. you can't. And this is the good thing that he, he gives just enough information, but then leaves you with those, you know, questions that you can Oh, right. So you're dropping, your... these, you're
2: dropping these questions to suggest that it's great. These questions are being suggested rather than trying to find answers to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it just, okay. it just leaves you with those, you know, well, uh, what it, you know, who is the monkey? Is the monkey man? Who Has the monkey is died? The monkey? Why is he going to heaven?
1: This is going to keep Dave and up. He's yeah, going to wake up. It's great. 10
0: I, I, it's fantastic. That's why I'm going with the monkey. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay.
0: And, and just that line. Brett? And the, and I, what Brett said. The way he said. He the way he delivers that. If man is five. If man is five is man and the devil is six. And I love that And then the devil, then the devil is six. The and God then explodes into God is seven. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. It is a hook and a half, isn't it? Um, but then there's loads of hooks on Here Comes Your Man it's hook filled yes it's one big fat hook come on them and vote put your money where your mouth is I'm really struggling I'm going to go Monkey Gone to Heaven
0: Mm -hmm. I mean
1: I do like Here Comes Your Man a lot but um, you know it isn't representative of the album is it 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 does stick out no it doesn't I can't argue that Norton Gil Norton shoved it in um, and it does stick out so
0: I'm going Monkey Gone to Heaven Fifteen songs done, and we're left with Debaser against Monkey Gone to Heaven. Well, you know, for an
1: all rock, it's not an an unexpected final. I would say actually, no, it's not. I know we don't discuss this beforehand. We don't discuss what we love. Beforehand just because we want to keep it kind of in the moment. But I would say that's kind of what I would have expected. That or maybe Here Comes Your Man uh, to be in the final.
2: Yeah, um, um, I- I'm a hundred percent voting for Debaser. I think it's a classic. Um, I've forgotten how much I, I, well, did I love it? I never even knew it that well. Well, I, I, you know, I knew of it and I knew I liked the sound of it, but I've really, really grown to love it. I've grown to love this whole album. Oh,
1: it's a great album. I I agree. I really like it. I love the B-sides. I love love it all. (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) Basically for me, where are you going boys?
0: Um, Dave, over to you. Um, I'm, I'm going to baser uh, was saying earlier about slicing up all of my eyeballs. I want you to know girl is so groovy. I want you to know, why do you want me to know? <laughs> but it's, it's, that delivery. Is just oh, brilliant. Questions? Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's great, isn't it? Um, and, and, and for me, this is, um, this sort of goes back to evokes, um, uh, anarchy in the UK yeah. where, where he's singing. Um, I, I want to be anarchy, not, I want to be mm. an anarchist. I want mm. to be anarchy, and it's like, mm. what is that? What what do you mean there? And uh, the same thing here. Want to grow up to mm. be a debaser? They what is a, what is a debaser? To what be, do you really? Be a debaser?
1: It's amazing. So my vote, uh unsurprisingly, is obviously for debaser. Absolutely definitive for me. I, I so love this song. It's easily my favorite Pixie song. It's pops perhaps in one of my favorite fifty songs of all time. It is a great song. I purposely did listen to it for ages for the very reasons i've stipulated earlier because i wanted to give the rest of the album a fair crack but i listened to it yesterday in the sun uh i was running as i like to do with, with i was taking the dog for a walk i had the dog attached to my um clip on my trousers he's got a double-ended lead that way it wasn't dangerous he was running i was running the the lyric <laughs> i am hunch Shan came on i was like this is just exactly what this song gives to me it's totally joyous it's a joyous moment it's what we really search in music for is those moments of escape and joy and this song just packs it into less than three minutes it gets it all in there so it has to win it is an amazing song
0: You've been listening to McCartney in Goal for more sources and information on what we've rambled on about go to the website which is McCartney in dot com
2: Does that exist? Is that actually happening? Is that a real thing?
0: Yep, that is so uh, posted up there can be uh, YouTube have you, videos Have you increased the bandwidth to cope with
1: the deluge of people wanting to
0: uh, go on there?
1: <laughs> we don't want to crash the internet And is it all fancy? Is it all
2: you know has it got all the fancy moving <laughs> drop down boxes and bits and all that that like? <laughs>
0: I'm going to say yes.
1: Okay, good. Good.
0: Okay, good. I don't know that it has, but just to impress Uh, Steve.
1: All right, yeah.
0: He's not going to check. Don't worry. No, that's why I can safely say yes. (laughs) (laughs) You can say (laughs) yes to anything. (laughs) I understand that the right way to finish this podcast is to ask for a five-star review, but what we'd really prefer is if you told a friend about this undisciplined musical waffle, because that would be even better.
1: Or sent us money. Yep, all vouchers will accept vouchers um, as yeah, well. Yeah, vouchers is
2: fine. A big bag of money or vouchers. I yeah. would prefer that over a 5-star